Retro Rebel Gamecast is brought to you by TempleofGeek.com, your one-stop shop for all things geek. You can find all our episodes and fulfill your sci-fi, fantasy, and geek culture-related needs at TempleofGeek.com. Welcome to the Retro Rebel Gamecast, where we discuss gaming and related topics. Retro Rebel is released Fridays, and you can find this episode and much more by heading to templeofgeek.com or wherever you download your favorite podcasts. You can even find us on Facebook and Instagram at Retro Rebel Podcast for exclusive content and to see what else we're up to. My name is Amanda, and this week I'm joined with a special guest co-host, Tom. Hey, Tom, hey. how's it going? Yeah, not too bad, you? Yeah, it's going well, it's going well. Um, so... You've never been on the show before, so thanks for coming on. We have a tradition here of talking about what we're playing first before we get into the main topic. Um, I've been playing Bang Online, which is a Western-themed card-based shooter uh, on Board Game Arena, and it's pretty fun. You are either a sheriff, a deputy, a renegade, or an outlaw. And you are on different teams. What team you're on determines who you should shoot. Uh, right. So it, it's it's a pretty fun game. I, I managed to win with the renegade once, which is pretty hard because you're a renegade only wins when everyone else is dead. So you don't really have a team. So what's it called again? It's called Bang, like Bang Bang. Oh, thank God for that because it made it sound like it was a PG rated like 18 plus game. It's called oh. Bang. Do you know what I mean? So you got to go around, what, banging as many things as you can? Is that basically the, the premise of this game? No, no, it's it's a Western. It's a Western. I mean, you can't do this. It didn't mean it didn't right. go down like that in the Western, you know what I mean? <laughs> that's how you got dysentery and stuff, wasn't it? <laughs> I think that's from not washing your hands, actually. I think it's a bit more than not washing your hands, mate, if you're getting dysentery. <laughs> do you know what I mean? I think it was just passed over. I've just never heard of the game called Bang, so... It's I remember cool. there used to be an old game called uh, Pang, like, and then there was Super Pang, and it was one about balloons. It's completely, it's unrelated to a Western, by the way. Mm. So it just that it sounds familiar. Then Bang Pang, you know what I mean? I thought that just a very loose connection. Fair, listen, fair enough. I I really like that Board Game Arena enables you to play board games on the computer instead of having mm. to play them in person. So, and, and for some games, it's much faster to set up. Because you don't have to get all the little bits and pieces out. You just start playing right away. So it's pretty good. A lot of that's going on mobile, though, isn't it? You know what I mean? You can. They have an app. Yeah. So you can play on the app as well, yeah. What have you been up to? What have you been playing? Oh, well, from when I've been fitting time in for it, mate, it's been uh, the old adage. I've been trying to get, like, 100% on Witcher 3, and it's just not working out for me at all. Because, like, every time I think I've completed one section or one area, it'll just populate, like the generic quests, but again, you've got to complete them in time to like to do 100%. I am mm-hmm. going to try and do it, I'll at least get to at least the 90s at the moment. I'm on 47%. That's oh, it. Wow. I've been through. And I've completed it once, and this is the second playthrough. Oh, wow. You know, so either I'm just really rubbish at it, which is a possibility, or it's just bigger than I thought, you know? I have well, been using the uh, the guides as well. Like, just to try and get me through it faster. Oh, wow. Well, if I remember correctly, the main story is, like, worth a lot towards completionist points, but so oh, are the collections. 
mm-hmm. and the armor collections and stuff do take a while to get because you've got to roam around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, I suppose you're right, actually. But once you get the waypoints and stuff, it's all right. It's not too bad. But And then there's the horse. Ra- oh, my God, that horse. <laughs> I swear down dead. That horse is an absolute dickhead. Like, honest <laughs> to God, like, he, there's, there's parts where you've got to race with him. And he'll absolutely smash every hurdle. He'll he'll jump over massive like half built houses and stuff like this. But then when you just go and fill the wilderness outback, he gets stumped by a bush and he can't work his way around it. It's like it's important. It just glitches. It won't go past it. I won't go past a post or a pebble on the floor. Right. He's a dickhead. Yeah, there, there are famous um, YouTube videos of him like just sort of flying in the air. <laughs> Yeah, that, yeah, yeah, I've seen them. That's very, very funny. He used to be, I think, was it Skyrim that would have horses as well? Mm. They could climb yeah. mountains. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you just keep on jumping, 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 he, he grips on the way up. You can yeah. do the same. You can kind of do the same in Witcher, but only with Geralt. If you, um, if you gain purchase on a side of a mountain, which is quite steep, you can roll up the mountain, and he glitches, <laughs> and then he stops, and then he rolls up. You just keep pressing jump, and he'll keep rolling up. Right. It doesn't serve you well, though, because the second you stop a slip, you fall back down and die. So it's just, you know what I mean? It's just, it's just, it looks funny. It doesn't actually serve a purpose. Um, so, yeah, Witcher 3. Um, just trying to complete that. I I didn't say recently played it, but I, I stopped playing it because um, it was just, I, I think I completed it by 98%, which that was Diablo 3. Oh, wow. But, uh, not 87%. Sorry, 87 Um but because of the rest of the completion thing would be online, and because pretty much it stopped doing it online because all the servers just didn't work out for Blizzard, it it just like you know you're not really going to complete that because they're the only trophies that are left to get, you know. Right. This is a bit of a shame. I remember when they did their auction house, if like they said you could use real money, or so like, you can get items for real money. Yeah. And at first, it, it did all right for about a month until people would like. People were just rinsing it, and then they had to shut it down, and then it just they never came back after that. And then uh, I was thinking about playing Dead Space again because I did like that game, like one, two, and three, but mm. they were quite expensive on PlayStation at the moment, so I'm trying to save my pennies and not do it. I had uh, I had Steve on uh, yesterday to talk about um, classic horror games, and we spent a long time talking about Dead Space, oh, about yeah. how yeah. it's very like atmospheric. Like, not only are the monsters really gory, and um, like the effects, like if you shoot off an arm or a leg, it changes mm-hmm. what they can do for you. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, Dead Space is a classic game. Well, listen, it sounds like you've been playing some things, for sure. <laughs> Not, um, like, amazingly, but when I get, like, an hour or two about myself, yeah, I'm definitely jumping on it to down, but downtime, isn't it? Hey, fair enough, fair enough. Mm. Um, all right, cool. So uh, today we brought you on so that we can discuss classic arcade games, which I understand you spent a lot of your youth playing and, and have many fond memories of. Don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> so I, uh, I spent my I spent my youth like every English person doing anything but being in education. That's okay. <laughs> really much. We we, we active uh, my well especially my genre we sort of like actively avoided it. So anything we could do that wasn't in school, we pretty much take part of it. <laughs> Listen, that's fair enough. I think that's true for uh, people in the states as well. There's a lot of oh. playing hooky. But um, 
this list isn't actually our list. It's um, based off of one of Google's top results from a website called Ranker. Now that is a crowd voted list. So this means that mm. this list of 30 has been chosen by the fans. Um, and well, this will be interesting then. Yeah, so uh, we're gonna start at the bottom in 30 and work our way up to number one. Um, it is sort of published in reverse order on the website, but we're going to talk about them from 30 down um, and see sort of where we think they've messed up, where some are missing, you know, where we think that games that we remember probably should be on the list. Now, I'm not a huge arcade fan, but I have played some of these in their original arcade form back in the day, even when I was a kid. Um, so it'll be interesting to see like what our takes are and if neither of us played it, we'll just mention it and move on. How does that sound? Yeah. Bring it on. All right, cool. So let's start with number 30, the classic Qbert, the 1982 Atari game. Qbert. That, listen, there's a few games that give me seizures and Qbert is one of them. Honestly, have you seen, you've seen Qbert, right? You've seen how it works. It's like a goddamn pyramid, some leg, armless geezer with a massive trunk nose is just jumping up and down these blocks trying to make you go psychedelic. Fuck, mate, trash. Absolute trash game. Uh, why is it on the list? It's it's number 30, so yeah, it, it's been voted. Be a bit, listen, that's got to be... This list must be from America, then. <laughs> no Englishman would spend their time and hard pennies playing Cubert. So like, <laughs> this is an American list straight away. I would say that most of the video game rankings are probably going to be in America just because Google is going to favor high traffic sources. So it it probably Americans got nothing better to do. (laughs) All right. Well, let's move on to number 29, Golden Axe. Now, yes, mate. The 1989 acclaimed Cheltenham classic. Oh, listen, there was only one character worth that. There's only one character worth playing in Golden Axe. And unfortunately, it wasn't the woman of the dwarf. It was the burly geese that looked like Arnold Schwarzenegger with the blue trunks on and the blue <laughs> boots and the and the blue little bands he had with the massive sword, the blue hilt. He was, he was just the best. And his his um his super, or I say his super, is like his portion thing that he did was the yeah. volcano that comes up in the middle. He did little little smaller ones. It wasn't as strong as the woman's, obviously, because it was a massive dragon's head that would just blitz the entire ground. But it, it, he was the best character. And the way the people died as well, like, yes, they were generic, but, like, the enemies were color, uh, color-coded. color So, yeah. like, the weaker ones would be the gray or the brown ones, and then the more deadly ones would be the red and onwards ones. Uh, or the black ones, they were they were pretty hard, actually. And, um, oh, listen, they don't make games like that anymore, 100%. Like, I know it's a sad, long scroll on, but, like, it was just a fun game to keep coming back to and finding like little nice ways of doing things or even not doing them just for a laugh. And when you played two player with a mate, phenomenal, absolutely phenomenal. Really good, really good game like that. Why isn't that higher? That's such a good game. I, I'm surprised about some that are higher. I mean, when we get to them, I, I think I'll flag them. But um, yeah, Golden Axe, I, you're not the first person to say that it was quite a fun game to play cooperatively. Yeah, well, it was very um, culturally iconic, I thought, as well, to be honest. Like, it did, um, you know, it was uh, it was the first game I remember playing that you could, um, that you need, you could you play with assistance from the second player mm-hmm. rather than just trying to beat each other up or, you know, destroy each other and stuff like that. You'd actually have to play it as a tandem duo 
And then set. And when you played as a single player, I don't know if it was vindictive of the games at the time, but the enemies weren't as numerous as a single player. But when you played double player, there was more it's enemies, scaled. more grading for straight, uh, thing, and there was less resources. And right. I, I really liked that. And these little, uh, what do you call them? I don't know what you call them. I don't want to say little bit because little bit because that sounds like offensive, but it's like these little. Well, considering one of the characters was a dwarf anyway, like yeah. there was like small, these little small things. Yeah, yeah they, would, uh, they would run on screen and steal your potions and drop your food. And if you didn't, <laughs> whoever whoever got them first was pretty much guaranteed to survive the longest out of the two years. Oh, and wow. uh, the boss fight at the end, phenomenal. That was really good. Like, uh, what was his name? Death Adder. That oh. was the geezer. That, that was that's the big boss man, Death Adder. And we, this is a right, great so Death Adder. Your memory is so good. Right, Death Adder killed um, the dwarf person's son. He. Uh, he ransacked the village the barbarian was from and he killed the father of the Amazonian woman who oh. was in a skimpy, uh, a very skimpy like number. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because that was that was what was happened at the time. She was in a bikini bottoms at the top. Like, how is that going to help you when someone's firing shit at you? Yeah. It was ridiculous. And everyone else has got full-blown armor on it. Oh, well, except for the geezer. He's in the speedos, isn't he? Like, yeah. do you know what I mean? <laughs> it just doesn't make sense. But, like, no... Really good game. Really good game. Fun memories. Fun memories, that. What's, yeah. the, what's, the, number, what's the next one? Uh, 28 is Tron from 1982, the Midway Games classic. Now, I think I played this, but I can't remember. Was this was this the bike cabinet? Yes. Wait. It's, it's the oh. 1982 Tron arcade game. I'm just going to look it up really quick because... If it's the bike, if it's a bike cabinet, then I probably did play it. Hmm. Um, was there not two versions? Wasn't there one where it was a standing arcade and the bike cabinet? Just looking on, I see. It looks like the original was not a bike cabinet. So the original Bally Midway game was four sub games inspired by the motion picture inside a standard square cabinet the problem is like i have distinct memories of a bike game and i think i believed that it was tron but it's not it's not this one at, if it is one at all um okay, so tron rip off. the this tron game doesn't look very good it looks like a pac-man sort of ripoff yeah i don't like I don't remember playing it, but I remember the influence it had because obviously the the movie um, did quite well, and it um, it was around about that that era that it um, you know kind of spawned the other games that we'd um, play. But it's one of the it, earlier ones for sure. Like oh, it, 100%, it came yeah, out 100%. two years after Pac Man, so it's it's seriously one of the pioneering games. But I think I think it listen. It probably did make obviously made the shores of England. Right, but I just don't think it made the shores of England where I was. Like it was, do you know what I mean? Like, there's no way people from where I was live would spend hard-earned cash on Tron. They didn't go see it in the cinema because there wasn't a cinema probably. Do you know what I mean? It was. Fair we enough. just heard rumors of this big picture house. We didn't actually get <laughs> a chance to go. Oh, 
Um, okay, so moving on to number 27, Ghosts and Goblins from the year of oh, my birth, 1985. Do, 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 hey, don't you get us, don't you get us flagged. <laughs> oh, is that what happen? Because I'm sick because yeah. I'm humming the tune. That would, they will all flag that. They won't even be able to recognize it as music. <laughs> They'll just think someone's strangling a cat. Probably get flagged for that. Um, yeah, no, that was a good game, that. That was a really good game. Solid. That was a hard game. And there was one of the power-ups. I remember there was there was... There was only one power up worth getting. The other power up was shite because um, it did like a. It was a called I think it was the, um, a longsword uh, power up, which yeah. then created like a, an arc in front of you. But it was so short ranged that the enemy would have to get quite close to you to in order for you to be effective. But by that point, it's too late. If you miss it by even a millimeter, he's already on you, and you knocked your armor off. You get hit again, and you're in your undies. You're dead. Yeah. yeah. Trumpers, yeah, so this is um, rated as one of the hardest games of all time. And in fact, in order to have a real ending, you have to beat the game twice. Oh, my God. Do you remember the ending of this game? No, I've never played it. But this game is so popular. Like, I know that that is. Yeah, so if I vaguely, if I remember correctly, and feel free for anyone to contact whoever needs to be contacted to correct me, right? Just don't contact me because I won't care. Well, they'll, they'll <laughs> put it in the comments, don't worry. Yeah, yeah, just put it in the comments or whatever you want to do. I'll spam someone. All right. At the end, I think there's a – I could be wrong, but I think the devil or the demon or whatever it is that you've been fighting to try and get your love back or whatever it is, is sat on a, a, a chair, and there was a comment made, like, how exposed his genital area was. And why didn't – yeah, exactly, because, like, if you looked at the way he was sat, he sat like a throne chair – so he sat with his legs akimbo. Who does that for starters? You know what I mean? Like, you've got a little dude running around with a sword who could easily just graze one of your cherubs, and you're just sat there calmly. And all he could just do is, like, pop, 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 and just, like, do, give you a vasectomy or something. You know what I mean? And he's, just, he's just casually sat there in his chair, and I, I never understood it. And he just fight, he's uh, flicking his hands, and these things are coming out and spinning and stuff. Oh, wow. Listen, it's either that or a dream. I don't know which one it is. You know what I mean? So, like, I think I made that up. But, like, I'm telling you, that was a solid game. I never completed it. No. Oh, uh, I, I, I don't know. think many people have. No. It's one of the hardest. I, I couldn't spend the money on it on the arcade. It was too yeah. expensive. Yeah. There are emulators for it now. Maybe give it another go online. Um, no, I've got better things to do. <laughs> <laughs> you know, no, I don't think I will, actually. All right. Fair enough. All right. Number 26. Outrun from 1986. Now, I've never heard of this game. It was published by AM R&D Department number two. Is that the racing car game? Um, Possibly. Yeah, it's y'all, I don't think. And then uh, go, Outrun, and then it starts from the, the, the Picton line. And you've got a woman in the car, and when you crash, she flips over. The car fl No, the car flips over. She does a somersault, and you – oh, I remember now, she exposes her uh, underwear. Oh, my God, this is the worst. <laughs> but this is what this is the game. This is what happens. She flips over and she goes, she fucking lands, spread, like, not spread eagle, but, like, enough so her legs go akimbo. There's a little white thing. This was clearly her underwear. I oh remember that. God. Listen, I would crash the car on purpose just to go and get that GIF animation to see what's going on, you know what I mean? <laughs> this is terrible. <laughs> oh, we're learning too much now. Um, yeah, it is, it, is the, it is the sort of car... 
like cabinet. It didn't actually have the full seat up, seat set up. No, it didn't. It anything. was joystick with yeah, three buttons. But there there was a little mm, steering wheel. So yeah. Oh wait, no. Yes, it was. It was a really small, like little go kart steering wheel. Yeah, but like the, you weren't in or like a race car seat like some oh, games no, the, in the future. But yeah, I don't think that technology had uh, came on that by that point. You know, I don't remember seeing many racing car classic like that. Not in '86, no. Mm. But then '87, I know. Where I was, we just invented the wheel. Never mind, bloody arcade cabinets with steering <laughs> wheels on it. <laughs> so I know number twenty-five is one of your favorites. That's the original nineteen eighty-seven Street Fighter. The classic. Oof. Listen, you got that's some memories there. That is some memories there. Yeah, the, the original 1987. Oh, we're going all over the world. Yeah, I remember those one. Fuck you now. Solid. I remember trying to do Hadoukins and these things, and it was they were up. They were so temperamental. Some, you do the control perfectly, hit the button at the the correct time and he, he would either go bah, or do a fireball you never knew which one it was but when bah, they did bah. get hit by the yeah fireball but when he did get hit by the fireball it took so much energy off him it was phenomenal and some of the original characters from that game uh, later in like Street Fighter 4, 5 and onwards they got a, a reappearance into uh, back into the, the law as it were and I thought that was quite interesting to see what would happen to them after the original like, uh, you know, the very first game, because Birdie makes a comeback, and uh, the later ones, Gen, uh, Gen makes a comeback. Right. A, a few of the other ones. And, um, oh, yeah, absolute classic. Yeah, that, that, listen, that was a good game as well. That was a really good game. I feel like Street Fighter is, and, and with most fighters, they translated well from arcades to consoles as well. So the, the franchise was pretty successful generally speaking. Well, yeah, I was going to just correct you right there because I remember it was doing all right until it got the Street Fighter, uh, what was it? The, the 3D the 3D one where it was really blocky and it, you had characters in it like Skullo and Sakura had first made an, uh, an appearance on it. And it was, um, was it Street Fighter X or something like that, I think it was? And um, it was one of the old. It was like it looked. It was like a Tekken-based kind of like graphic style. If you remember Tekken when it first yeah, came out, yeah, I love Tekken, it. man. Listen, you just got to pick either Law or Eddie and just button bash, and you you know you win. No, I, like, no, I don't want to hear it. <laughs> yeah, listen, there was there was there was actual skill involved in Street Fighter. I love you, know. Oh, you know I mean? blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I mean, listen. There's a lot of arguments have started over Street Fighter, mate. Don't get me wrong. You know what I mean? Like, I'm, oh, well, I'm just saying. Well, there, there will probably be more Street Fighter on this list, I would imagine. So let's move I on. Of, yeah. I can't imagine you can have a top 30 without having at least, you know, the other Street Fighters on there at least, you know? But, uh, yeah, massively inspirational for uh, um, fighting game, though. Like, it did spawn a lot of other, you know, King of, uh, King of Ring, King of Fighters. Uh, poof, just to name a few. Like... I wouldn't say Mortal Kombat per se, but I think um, I, I think feel like Mortal was, Kombat was an evolution. It was like pushing yeah, was, Street Fighter to its like natural computer. Like, I, I think Street, I think games like Street Fighter give it the give the developers of those games like the uh, the confidence to move forward with what they were doing because they could see like that was the natural progression of of a span. True, Street Fighter never actually went that way with blood and things like this. You know, when, it did pour over quite well from the Japanese to the American, 
version um, as, as far as console went anyway. You know, because there was a few iterations, a few changes. Um, I think primarily the Chung Lee stage um, in the year, later yeah. years was changed because they didn't appreciate the cultural appropriation of the signs and how it was depicted yeah. and stuff, so they had to change it. And the colours, there was some big hoo-ha about the colours of the background for the, that, that particular. And uh, Dalsim's level, when it got a, a little bit um, a little bit later on, because obviously, you know, it's a Hindu temple technically, and then a mm. few people have taken a cultural appreciation of that. Interesting how it's evolved, though. Yeah. Because if I remember correctly, when you won as Zangief in the uh, later game, um, was it Gorbachev or someone comes down and starts doing a Cossack dance with you? Amazing. It comes down from that's it. He goes, thank you, Mr. President. And then uh, let, it's time to dance. And he comes down in a helicopter and starts doing the Cossack, like, uh, starts doing the Cossack dance with Zangief. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? You couldn't get that now. No, although it would be awesome. <laughs> well, listen, if I see a, a video game fighting game, then Putin just makes an appearance <laughs> on a horse, no shirt. Just yeah. hey, deep fakes are good enough now. It would probably look like it was actually him. <laughs> well, that's it. You know what I mean. I think I might play it just for that. <laughs> All right. So, um, moving on from Street Fighter, um, number twenty-four. Now, I think this is quite a strange game. I've never played it. Rampage from nineteen eighty-six. Oh, yes, the gigantic no, monster game. Yeah. So you had, um, I think you had three characters. It was a, a lizard, a gorilla. And a wolf thing, but mm-hmm. uh, the wolf thing was um, the wolf thing was shit. If I remember correctly, it was actually uh, everyone just played as the, the gorilla, the the monkey. I think because he had the he had a move where he slid, and it would do quite a lot of damage to the building. Or when he jumped on it, it would be able to do stuff like that. And he had to eat humans to get health. Oh wow! I think there was, there was a big thing about that. About um, there was something about like having to devour humans to regain health when the military was trying to blow you off these buildings. But again, another game where you could fight each other and just not right. just forget about the game, uh, the um, the building, and just kick the crap out of each other. So like you know, why not? But yeah, no, that's, that's a really good game actually. I think I feel like that has actually spawned a few games as well. Right. And obviously there was that movie that uh, starred Dwayne Duke Johnson in it, Rampage, which was a lot different, obviously, from the actual game. Right. Because for a start, the monkey in the movie knew sign language. Oh. You know what I mean? you gotta, you got to connect on a, on a sympathy level with that. <laughs> Amazing. And it's you the know. monkey that eats humans, right? Yeah. Awesome. You know what I mean? And in the movie, he eats movie, uh, humans as well. Does he tell them, sorry, I'm going to eat you? And then Yeah, he does all that, like... <laughs> Amazing. And then they go, like, I don't understand sign language. And he goes, ah, oh, fuck it, I'm just going to eat you anyway. <laughs> Excellent. Um, so then number 23 is Pole <laughs> Position from 1982. And this was um, a racing video game. I've seen lots of references to this game in... I wouldn't say that it's a great game, but it is influential because it was one of the earliest racing games and it, it had two cabinets. One was a cockpit and one was a standard upright cabinet. And if you, I remember if you were lucky, your arcade had the cockpit cabinet (laughs) and it was really popular. Like the same year that it was released, uh, I think it was one of the best, Maybe the best game, or at least yeah. one of the top 
two most popular coin arcade games? Well, I've never heard it, and I've just I just googled it to see what it was, and I actually don't remember playing this, but apparently it, it did really well. It did really well in in America. I I don't know if it would have done necessarily over here because Namco Bandai, I feel like mm. wasn't as prevalent in the 80s as they were in the 90s and beyond. Right. You know, like, no, they made Pac-Man and everything. I don't know. I I think that the North American reach was stronger. Um, But the graphics are notoriously terrible, and there were lots of exploits, I remember, like, watching (laughs) videos about this. (laughs) Do you know, I was actually thinking, like, um, obviously now we get loads of games testers, don't we, like, test for these exploits and things like that. They, they, they couldn't have done that back then. They had to like make sure it was all ready to go from you know from day dot. Like when it was release date, it's release date, and you know we've we've done everything we can do. So if you found a glitch after that, once it's gone to production, are you really going to spend all the engineers to come back out and reprogram it or do whatever it is? You know you you fucked up, haven't you? So someone's getting fired and they've done that. <laughs> yeah, see, I think that's probably why the games were slightly better quality because you weren't relying on random unnamed game testers to find your bugs for you like it was no, your true. job on the line to find the bugs yourself so um, basically what you're saying there is we got lazy i understand yeah. <laughs> we got lazy we couldn't be asked yeah listen we'll just outsource it to someone who doesn't understand the concept and we'll just let them figure out yeah yeah exactly well the thing <laughs> as well i mean just taking a slight segue to talk about briefly like game testing i feel like when you are doing game testing you're actively trying to break the game and not necessarily <laughs> yeah. trying to win and sometimes those things are mutually exclusive if you're trying to win you might never interact with the game breaking bugs that they fixed but you might actually run into things that they didn't fix because you're doing it so quickly or you're min-maxing or do you know like yeah, i think no, no, that's, that's actually pretty fair actually um, so you inadvertently discover a glit like something through trying to to do it the way it wasn't meant to be made yeah pretty much like whereas in normal gameplay maybe people are missing bugs that happen through normal gameplay because they're trying they're not actually trying to play it like a normal person would play the game (laughs) Mm. it's possible but um so 22 now i if you did have this game you didn't have it with this title because teenage mutant ninja turtles the arcade game from 1989 was not allowed in the uk it would have been teenage mutant hero turtles if it existed at all wait i think i remember the i think i remember the arcade that we used to go and play that it it would blast out that theme tune do you know the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? Yeah. But I can't remember if it referenced as Ninja or Hero Turtles. So the the description in the list says that it is in Europe, Teenage Mutant Hero Turtles. So they did do a hero version, but who knows if the music was right or not. You know what? I think you might be right. I think I, vaguely, I, think I do remember the Hero Turtles in their song, but on the yeah. cartoon on the Saturday, it was Ninja Turtles. I remember it was a. I remember playing this game myself, and you could pick from the four turtles and then like battle with your friend. Who was the best? Yeah. Um, no, no, no. Which turtle was the best? I mean, Raphael, all day. <laughs> Listen, 
You've you wasted time. Like, do you know what I mean? You wasted time, people's time for that matter, playing Raphael. Do you know what I mean? You should be apologising to some people. <laughs> it was it, it was literally Donatello all the way. He had the longest reach. It was the only oh, one able. Like you want to play your favorite turtle from the show, right? And Raphael was my favorite. Oh, okay, okay, okay. But practicality wise, to get the most out of your money, yeah, that's the what longest had. reach. Yeah, yeah. He had the longer. He had the staff. He had the boss staff, so he had the longest reach. So when he came to fighting the bosses, like Shredder and things like that, or yeah. uh, Krang and his Krang robot, because Krang would fucking have long legs and kick the shit out of you from like halfway across the screen. The only one who had the reach was legitimately Donatello. Wow. No way. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't yeah, Donatello, really the, the purple blue one, whatever his name is, I don't know. Purple. Purple, the arse one. the staff, I think, yeah. Yeah, because the, the second best to that was one of the swords, which was Leonardo. Now you're struggling, because Raphael was my favorite, so I only cared about the red one. <laughs> one blue, one green, one purple one. Yeah. Um, although green on a turtle, I think, is the wrong color. They should have picked yellow, because green blends in. You know what I mean? They should have done yellow. That's my personal belief. Oh, yeah. I didn't think of that. Mm. Green on green. Um, be seen. <laughs> so uh, we're heading towards halfway through the list. So I think we're going to need to split this into two episodes. So sorry if you guys wanted to hear us go all the way to one. We will do that and publish it next week. But since there are so many anecdotes and opinions, I don't want to rush us through. Um, so number 21 is punch out now i have never played this game but i know this game is one of the most important boxing games to come out um, right, is punch out the, the mike tyson one um what was that mike yeah, tyson's punch out the, it was a spin-off of the nes title mike tyson's punch out and super right. i only ever played the mike tyson one so i don't know if this is the same thing um, I well, this one says the arcade game featured characters like Glass Joe, Piston Hurricane, Bald Bull, and Mr. Sandman, which were apparently characters from the SNES game. Okay. Um, they were like reoccurring characters, but I yeah. have never played this game. I don't know anything about it. I just know Punch Out the franchise and all of its related games was mm. important to sports games as a whole. Yeah, because there wasn't many at the time. I think I think there was um. There was sort of like a gap in the market, and I think things like Punch Out were taking those spaces. Like they obviously had the racing card games, but like for an actual physical, like boxing, karate, things like that, there wasn't much going on. Hmm. You know, so I think it, it did it did fill a gap, and there was obviously a need for it for it to be developed. So you know? yeah, yeah, but not no, for me, not for me, mate, not for me, <laughs> not for me either. Not for um, me. All right, so number twenty, and and also Punch Out. Let's be honest, like. Some of these games are better, if I'm going to be critical. Um, so number 20 is Spy Hunter, and um, it's a 1983 Midway Games classic. Midway has a lot of things on this list now that I'm looking at it, uh, Midway and Capcom. But they were the big cabinet makers. So um, Spy Hunter had a steering wheel and an aircraft-like yoke. So like you had a stick and a pedal... Like, it was one of the more, like, advanced. Mate, it sounds like you're trying to steer a blimp. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? You had, like, had a steering wheel with a yoke. Like, what the hell? Like a throttle. Yeah, apparently. There there was a regular cabinet version, but the 
Um, but the sit down version was quite advanced for its time. This is 83. So this is the same exact time um, as, well, it's before Street Fighter and it's just after Qbert, Pac-Man, those ones, you know? What was so, it called again, Sorry. Spy Hunter. It like I the remember Spy Hunter. versus Spy. Oh, no, it's not that. Mm -mm. No, you Do you know, know what I mean? But no, nah, man, this Spy Hunter sounds <laughs> trash. I'm not interested in that, mate. What about the classic 1983 Star Wars on Atari? That's number 19. Nah. Do you know what, mate? I, I think we might have spoken about Star Wars with me before. Like, I was a Star Trek fan more than I was a Star Star Wars person. You know what I mean? I'm not. Uh, I'm not saying anything bad, and I'm, I'm this, you know, unpopular opinion and such. But Star Wars just didn't grip me as much as you know as much as uh, Star Trek did. To be fair, but it could be it could be a generational thing. Maybe that's what I was too young for it. You know, well, this this wouldn't have had very like this was 3D vector graphics, and you were doing the attack on the Death Star from the film. Like this wasn't this wasn't a pretty game. It was the first Star Wars game, so it, it wasn't like the, the first Star Wars. Listen, I'm, I'm sure I'm sure it made a pretty penny for Mr. Lucas, though. You know what I mean? So like, I'm sure he appreciated it. Oh, 100 percent. He didn't care if it was pretty, man. He was like, no, nah, pretty or not, that's a cash cow right there. Probably Harrison Ford too, because he obviously got rights, didn't he? He I'm, took I'm, a percentage of. I don't know if his he took a percentage of the merchandise. I wonder if that would fall into it. Um, I'm pretty sure the video games are made under licensing agreements, so I'm not sure. No, oh, well, listen, I'm, I'm not a games developer for movies, so no, so That's all I'm right. sure Harrison Ford would be very interested to find out if he hasn't found out recently. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> well, um, the next one on this list, I know that you like, and it, in my opinion, it also falls into the category of women wearing unrealistic things in games from the eighties. Oh, go on, then. What is it? Uh, number eighteen, Contra. Ah, oh, fucking hell. <laughs> who, uh, listen, Contra, fantastic game. Mm. Fantastic game, really good. Um, without using the Konami code or anything like that, like, or any, any sort of cheats. Um, no, a really good game, actually. I really enjoyed that. There was, um, I think there was a boss, a skeleton boss, and it was... Um, it was really difficult. No, there was actually multiple bosses. There were really, like there was loads of different bosses, and at the end, you had to fight them all over again. Oh. Uh, and um, there was there, like they were very alien esque, like you know the movie Alien, uh, you know, mm. like the Scorny Reeve one. Like there was one that was a little bit like that, and um, it was really scary. But there was the one that always used to put the shits up me all the time. And uh, you'd go into this like cyber room. And you could hear something coming towards you. And then all of a sudden, these, these two fingers just come through the wall. Oh, sorry, come through the wall like this. And then it pulls the dot, the, um, it pulls the background apart. And then this massive skeleton head just sticks its like noggin in and starts looking around at you. And it's like, starts like his jaw starts going like really fucked up. And then this, look, okay, looking back here now, it's like it's, it's a flamethrower, but it's, I suppose it's his tongue. And it starts like doing a flamethrower like around the room like this, and you've got to like shoot it in the, the side, and then it'll stop and it'll do it the other way, you know. And then it would stop all together. They would do laser eye. Oh, it was a fucking nightmare. Oh, it was a very tense time being a child playing that game. That's all I can say. Like, do you know what I mean? 
Oh, 100%. Listen, kids of the 80s and 90s were more stressed out than their counterparts by far. We had games and they were... I, I think that's why we can handle stress as we get older as adults. We're like, listen, you don't know what it was like playing Contra or any game from my era. You don't know what stress is. It's all action sequences for you. you got to press X, Y and you've completed it, whereas we had to actually put some effort in. Um, all right. <laughs> yeah, probably, actually. I don't think you're too wrong. It does make sense, though, doesn't it? Like, you know, you, had to do, you needed skills, you know, Hashtag to pay those bills. <laughs> you don't um, get that right. right now. So number 17 is a game that I, I've i never even heard of, nor have I played, and it is the 1982 WMS Industries, Inc. Joust, which apparently features a knight riding an ostrich. Yeah, because knights were famously known for riding ostriches, clearly, you know what I mean? And the enemy knights ride buzzards. <laughs> what? Have you played this? I've never played it. Yeah, I've never heard of this one, man. Talk um, I mean, listen, it sounds interesting, but also it's 17 on the list. It is more popular than Street Fighter. I don't believe that. Yeah, I don't. Who made this list again one more time? Sorry. Um, this is, it's on the website ranker, but is a crowd voted list. So this is the gamers TM who have decided this. Oh, wow. Which is why maybe I find it so surprising that Joust is only one level lower than the original Mario Brothers cabinet. So that can't be right. Listen, someone's having you on EMS. That list, whoever this, whoever they made this list. Yeah, you need, you know, I don't care. I know it's popular opinion that I've done this list, right? But there's some people out there that's been idiots and have voted, they've voted this game in just to piss off um, whoever made Bloody Mario. Kojima, whatever his name is, you know what I mean? Like, they just done it to wind him up. Video Kojima, yeah. Yeah, um, just done it to wind him up. Nah, yeah, never heard of that. That's a, that's a shite game. It's a great game. You know, it's probably one of the best platformers of all time. It, just for being unusual, you know. Um, and this was the cabinet created for arcades in 1983. And um, apparently it was fairly similar to the Ver Nintendo version, which I remember playing. I never played the cabinet that I remember, but the Nintendo version I did play. Yeah, you only had, you had three lives in this one, if I remember correctly. And um, it played exactly like the it played exactly like the console. There was no difference between that. So you could easily just use the portals, uh, the the portal pipes or whatever the hell you call them, yeah. the green things from like level four to jump to level eight and stuff like that. But then you kind of missed out a lot of the game. So why would you bother doing that? You know, like you've just paid 20, 30 pence, which is a king's ransom back in the day, to then yeah. skip half of the game. You know, you're trying to get your money's worth, isn't it? Although, man, dude, looking back on it, I probably would skip the water world because that was, oh, that was awful. Everyone hated that world, don't they? Oh, who, who liked it? Like, I know you had to go on certain bits, but, like, it was just a nightmare. <laughs> and, you know, I was thinking about this, right? Do you know when you, you played the game, you've got to go on certain levels, and if you don't do them in the correct way, the level just keeps repeating itself and it runs out of time? Yeah. Who figured that out? I don't know. Who had the do money? you know what I mean? <laughs> Who figured out now which money did they waste and they didn't tell anyone? No idea. No idea. Like, I do wonder how the word got around back in the very oh, yeah, early. You did have the internet and uh, 
did uh, what do you call it? Those you had those manuals, didn't you? Like the players' guides. The uh, game sharks and the yeah, the wiki man, the walkthrough. Well, walkthrough. Yeah, I don't, I don't, yeah, the magazines that you'd have to you, you when you go to the shop and read them and take notes, mm. and then the some some assistant will come over and go, "This is a shop, not a library." Do you know what I mean? Because <laughs> you're just there reading the notes, trying to take down, <laughs> trying to remember all the you know all the maneuvers that you need to do. Well, at well, least that's what that's what my experience of that. That's what happened to me. It, listen, I think that's totally fair. I I don't remember paying for one of those magazines, but I definitely remember using some of the cheats from time to time. And then I think they started wrapping them in plastic. Now that I remember, so. yeah, yeah, that sounds about right. Um, well, I think right. the perfect place to end part one and pick up next week is the number fifteen slot, and I believe my personal favorite game on this list, Mortal Kombat, the 1992 Midway Games classic. I mean, this was one of the best games of all time. Not only was it controversial, all the Karens got angry. They were like, all the church groups were up in arms. Yeah, yeah. You know, there, everything about this game was fun. Your parents hated it. You loved it. And you could fight your friends. So, you know, when one of you would lose, the next person would have to pay. So like, this was great. Yeah. Did you get? I, I don't know if uh, in America. Did you get the um, this will turn your kids to violence? Mm, you know, mm. you, you know, you will become like you know the worst human being possible by playing this game. You'll do crack in the same week. Do you know what I mean? Like everything, like you know, you'll lose your house. You'll start gambling crazy, and it's like oh, there was all these mad stories of you played like this violent game. You're just going to suddenly go on the street and rip people's heads out. Do you know? It's just it didn't make sense. But at the same time, though, you are right. It was an alternate. It was an alternative, sorry, to Street Fighter, which was relatively clean cut. Do you know what I mean? No blood, no like finishing moves and things like this. Yeah. So when the premise came out of like screen, it wasn't screen catcher, was it? It wasn't like I don't know how they actually did it, but it, it was like they just filmed sequences it was, didn't I think and then photography. I swear it was photography. I think you're right. And then it was just movement of like, you know, characters and then they'll just record them and then yeah. obviously you'd have the movement of this, of it. Like some sort but, of like animated stro stroke stop motion. I, I, I don't know exactly what the term was for it, but it was like real people's faces on there for the first time. Yeah, like, true, true. And actually quite well done considering, like to be yeah. fair, for the technology. Considering, was... considering that Street Fighter 2 and Mortal Kombat came in, out in the same year. I mean, oh, yeah. that is yeah. an evolution. Yeah, hundred percent. And then, um, obviously, things like you know, things evolved from Mortal Kombat as well. So you had another game called Pit Fighter, which was the same kind of premise. Like that was a uh, that was Street Fighter esque. Sorry, it was Mortal Kombat esque. So it was like you know, the design of Mortal Kombat where it was just like actual geezers that looked like bodybuilders and stuff like this. You know, fighting each other in a pit. Um, so any night out in Middlesbrough, really, you know what I mean? It was just, <laughs> it, was, it was, it was just a, a video footage for surveillance footage from that. So it's the same, um, you know. So yeah, look, listen, good game. It's yeah. still going well now. To be fair, like they've done more combats, you know, fucking sixty something. You know what I mean? They just want stops like yeah, they're, they're printing money at this point, but. For it to be 15, I think it's far too low. Like, Mortal Kombat challenged yeah. a generation, you know? Yeah, That's it did. Like, Mortal Kombat, while it didn't, it wasn't a trailblazer, it it 
pave the way for bigger and more important games later on, like Grand Theft Auto and yeah. you know, Call of Duty and all the games we love now. Yeah, 100%. You're actually right there, actually, because it, um, it was probably the first game that actually broke down the boundaries of like what you could achieve as a game, like for Gore and you know 18 plus and still have an audience that would play it and then still have a younger audience that wanted to play it basically because they got told they couldn't. <laughs> well, that's true. You know what I mean? I, I guarantee you that didn't stop you, though. <laughs> Listen, I remember walking, like, what was it? I think we were walking two and a half miles to play Mortal Kombat when it first came out, and it was 50 pence ago. As I was a kid. 50 yeah. pence was like, that's all my allowance, just to play this one game, and I got my ass kicked on it within four minutes in the first character, and I'd still do it again next week just so I can come back. After I've read all those manuals in that shop that I got kicked out of. <laughs> <laughs> and well, I'll still be shared it. I think this is a perfect place to pause review of this list and get your final thoughts on games 15 through 30. What should have been there that you were surprised you didn't see there or what shouldn't be on the list at all? What it was there that, listen, Golden Axe should have been higher. To be fair, I think I think I think as a game, it brought a lot more uh, to us culturally, especially when it comes to developing games from you know that kind of aspect. Because as as I said before, it, it was you know the first game that I particularly remember that it was a joint venture to play with a partner to then go and um, do some objectives, and um, you know it scaled really well. And I think what shouldn't be on the list. Listen, what was it? Joust or something? Where you ride an ostrich off a cliff or something? What was it? Joust. Yeah, I'm sorry, I never heard of it. But that doesn't mean that shouldn't be there, just because I'm not being ignorant, because I haven't heard of it. You know, doesn't mean it wasn't in it wasn't in other people's circles and then if you feel free to think I'm wrong, just post it in the comments <laughs> and let someone else know that it isn't me. Don't worry about it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Go and have an argument about it on the keyboard and let, let someone else know. Yeah, I'm just so surprised that Street Fighter is so low. Like it really yeah, the original it. Street Fighter was very Trailblazer time, yeah. Oh, listen, you're not wrong. You won't get an argument from me there, man. I thought that would be a lot higher. I thought that'd be close. That'd be 14. You know, and bit higher up. Get out of there. <laughs> Cubit, listen, listen, yeah, that Cubit situation. Someone on drugs put that in there, mate. <laughs> that's all, that's all those hippy dippy people that are on the free love and having movements and stuff. That's what they put in there. <laughs> all right. Any final thoughts? I'm hungry. <laughs> Perfect. That, that's, sorry. Oh, we're on about the list. Sorry. Uh, but, um, no, I'm good. Um, listen, I'm, I'm very happy where we covered it so far. All right. Yeah. Well, um, we'll pick up from number 14 on this list in the next episode. But for now, that wraps up this episode of Retro Rebel Gamecast. I want to thank Tom for this week's discussion. All the notes from this episode will be posted on our site, templegeek.com. So if you'd like to add to the discussion, blame Tom or reach out with questions, sound off in the comments or email us via retrorebel at templeofgeeks.com. If you like what you hear, head over to wherever you download your podcast and subscribe so you'll be sure to get each episode as it's released, including the follow-up to this episode, and rate us because that really helps our show. Until the next time, see you later.